The Undying Chat. Welcome back to The Undying Chat. I'm your host, Odin. This is my co-host, Vader. That is me. And who are you? You already said. How are you? Jeff. No, I said, how are you? Yeah, I'm Jeff. You can't change who you are. You already said you're Odin. Yeah, but I feel Jeff. What? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Okay, this is the, as Odin said, this is the Undying Chat. We're here to talk about games of all sorts of varieties. Hopscotch, <laughs> tac toe. No one plays hopscotch. Handball. What other games do, and I don't mean the Olympic handball, I mean like the one you play in a little square at primary school. Intermediate. Elementary school. I've never seen it at primary school. It's like the biggest thing I've ever heard of at intermediate school. You play in a square, eh? Yeah. You there see, are like four squares. Back in my day, I've we didn't have squares. It. We just you used had car parks. Cracks in the floor. No, no, we used car parks. So it was like um, drive-in car parks. You know, like side by side. Yeah. And we would go down the line and play handball, and it'd be like. We had all these names. It was like King Square. No, yeah, Jeff it was the yeah, yeah, it was the guy at the top, and he chose what style of play it was. But there was like double hot dog or I still don't know hot dog or I don't I can't remember. There was all these names like one that you had to like scoop and then hit. One you had to just hit like singles with your hand, like bounce the tennis ball, and the other one was you had to like go through your legs. You had to like scoop and then through your legs. I think that was double hot dog. Single hot dog was, like, I think just through the legs. I've only ever played, like, half a game of handball, and it made, like, no sense. You just you just hit the ball between... I know, but what you're t- so talking about now makes no sense. Yeah. I've still, like, never played it. It's, like, the only thing some of the kids ever do. In, I wish I remembered time. the names of all the different... There's different styles. As I said, the person at the front of the queue could decide... And the idea is you're trying to work your way up by getting people out, by making them stop up. And if you got someone out, you replaced them and you moved up the line all the way up to the to the boss, the boss of the handball. Man, I used to play for hours back in the day. I read for hours while those random kids play handball for hours. Yeah, I wish I remember the names of all the different things. Anyway, off topic. It is a game. And we do, as I said, we talk about all things gaming. What kind of games do you prefer? Shooting people. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Nice. <laughs> so, kind of fun. Today, we want to talk about something that's come out, well, news since we last recorded. It's not the most recent news, but it's since we last recorded, as I said. Uh, the Harry Potter. Well, it's not really Harry Potter, is it? Harry Potter is a good series. Of yeah. books. Yeah, it is. Is this one called Hogwarts Legacy? I guess it's Hogwarts. Legacy. What do you... That's the problem. The Harry Potter universe has got bigger than Harry Potter now. What do we call that universe if it's not Harry Potter? Like, everyone knows what you're talking about. Is it just a wizarding world? Is that what we should start calling it? Yeah, it's the wizarding world. I know, but... There's fantastic people, If I came and t- said to you, Oh, that new wizarding world game. Would you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, probably. Is that because we you know what I'm about to bring up, and then we're talking about Hogwarts Legacy? Maybe. <laughs> That's what I mean. Whereas if I said, oh, the Hog- Harry Potter game, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We're, okay, so this is ground zero. We're going to... It's the Harry Potter universe. 
Yeah, but he is such a small part of it. He's like a footnote on the whole grand scheme of things. Really? Like the only kid that's ever survived yeah. the unforgive the death curse. Yeah, but you think about all the history before that. Like there's references to like um, I'm pretty sure there's references to Cleopatra and the the wizards in Egypt. And then you look at fantastic. Oh, we could talk about Fantastic Beasts, um, Secrets of Dumbledore today as well. Dumbledore secrets. No, I, it's I secrets know. of Dumbledore. Is it? Yeah. What was Dumbledore's secret? Okay. Anyway, we can. So that, that, well, that's what I'm getting at. Like, do we start? Oh, I, I like the Harry Potters. Like, I like that. There are multiple Harry Potters. Yeah. They go back in time. Remember, there's a time turner. I suppose. <laughs> it was two Harry Potters. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean. Only for a time. I'm talking about Hermione the Harry Potter universe. Them. Do we start referring to it as, as something? World. Yeah. And a wizarding world seems the best to me. Like, what? The Ministry of, no, Ministry of Magic is just in England. Well, there'd be a Ministry of Magic in other places. But they don't call it the Ministry of Magic. They have other names. Like, it's the Bureau of Magic in America, I believe. In America. America. <laughs> so what what should we be calling the Harry Potter universe? Those crazy people that make projectiles fly I, I out guess, of sticks. I guess the um rolling behind the series and the people who fund fund her and help produce her her content. There is Pottermore, which is the the Wizarding World hub. For knowledge, I guess, of information. But Pottermore is still related to Harry Potter. But it's more than just Potter, I guess, is the name. So that makes sense. Anyway, I'm posing that question to to all of you out there. What should we call the Harry Potter universe? Because it's more than just him now. The Wazarding World. Yeah, the Wizarding World. Or the... the Wazarding World. But would people know what you mean is my question. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, the upcoming game, console game, it's probably on PC too, yes, I believe it is, had a gameplay reveal trailer, walkthrough, explanation, what do you call it, video? Teaser. Yeah, teaser is a good word for it. Which kind of dived, in, dived, dived, dived into Dolved. a little bit more how the world works and how the combat works. Not not super detailed, but it showed us a little more. And we wanted to discuss what we liked and didn't like. I saw a cave troll. Yeah, and what do you think of that cave troll? It looked like it was from Lord of the Rings, man. That was my concern, too. I it, said it to you, and then you realized you had. I think I was looking elsewhere, and I looked up, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I think yeah. I rewinded it, because I didn't actually look at yes. it. Yes. Is that a bad thing? No. Did it look cool? Yeah. I just thought it was funny. I think it's a bad thing in a lot of ways. What? Copyright? No. Is it... Does the Wizarding World dives into the realm of serious at times, but there is a little bit of goof. Yeah. And I kind of like the little bit of goof in the Wizarding World. I like that the trolls look just like giant munters. What? <laughs> Have you heard the word munter before? <laughs> no. It's an old school. You munter. 
It's like you're a dork. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know what it means. It's just a munter's a munter. It's a great word. But like, you know, maybe it's because I'm a fan of the Harry, like, <laughs> <laughs> you suck at holding in your giggles, man. Don't hit your mic or it will hit you. <laughs> I'm not even that funny. Like, I'm the like most unfunny. Anyway, I'll keep talking. You compose yourself. I liked how the troll looks in Harry Potter, Philosopher's Stone. Like, sort of <laughs> creepy and uncanny. Where, and more of a Neanderthal. Like, no real, no real intelligence there. But the trolls in Hogwarts Legacy are wearing armor. <laughs> Can you stop giggling? I'm trying to focus. Uh, oh, you hit the mic. <laughs> Mike's gonna hit you back later when you least expect it. So he's gonna watch out! <laughs> uh, they're wearing like very precise armor. Though, to be fair, <laughs> that might be through the Goblin Wars, now I think about it. Yes. Because I think from memory, the, the, I may be wrong. I may be making this up completely, but I have a feeling that the troll, the goblins got the trolls on their side during the Great Goblin War. That makes sense. And so some of that armor may be relics from that time period. But yeah, the trolls do definitely more look uh, violent. Than stupid and... Yeah. I think... I vaguely remember... This is... I don't even know if this is real. But I remember seeing, like, this random clip of, like, a removed scene from Harry Potter. It was probably fake. But it was a bunch of ballerina trolls dancing around. It was hilarious. It's definitely removed. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not a real scene, but I I could imagine it might have been removed. I don't know. I could imagine that the people making it would have often with like CGI in their spare time they'll use the assets they've made and do really dumb stuff. Like I I got told by a friend who worked on oh what's the Will Smith robot movie called? Robocop. No, <laughs> no Will Smith and he, there was robots. I can't remember what it's called. Doesn't matter. Apocalypse. And, like, there's a scene where he's kind of a dude who's anti the robots, like, controlling the world. Yeah. And he's, like, he just gets considered to, oh, you've been crazy. Like, he's saying, oh, robots are going, like, they're going haywire and attacking people. And people don't believe him. And they, a whole, it's not a bus, like a transport unit full of these robots, like, track him down while he's driving through, a, like, a futuristic tunnel. And they all, robots start jumping out in his, in his car. And apparently, like, the director or the person in charge of the scene kept saying, I want that vehicle to be shiny, like a metal toaster. And so, like, some of the guys stayed back late, and they, like, designed and graphically produced a shiny toaster to replace the transport vehicle in the scene. And so there's a scene somewhere out there of, like, Will, S- Will Smith, like, in a car, like, being chased by a giant toaster with po- toast that pops out and everything, apparently. Isn't it? That's that is actually hilarious. And I only know this because I have a friend who worked on that film and so he knew about it and he told me about it. That's hilarious. So I could imagine the dancing tutu trolls might be something like that. Yeah. Or a dream that Neville Longbottom had. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I need to, to hack trolls. into some of these um, movie accounts and steal all that. Sometimes CGI they show stuff. that stuff openly and on Yeah, YouTube, but if they don't, I've got to hack. And so we can all get the funnies. Yeah, yeah, the troll, is it a deal breaker, the troll? 
the troll the way the troll looks. Oh, n- no, it's Definitely not, still yeah. awesome. Yeah, as I say, he did look more violent and more battle-ready with the kind of plate armor. Yeah, because he's ready for war. More than what we expect and understand of trolls to be, which is a smelly... To be fair, this might have been a different um, type of troll, because yeah. the troll in it could be mountain trolls or... Zone was a mountain troll, yeah, that's a good where point. this could be a cave troll or whatever. A slightly smarter troll, yeah. or or even if it, uh, yeah, if it was slightly smarter, then it'd know to put on armor to well, at least to let people put on armor, because it'd probably be goblins. Making and putting on armor. Yeah, Either and again, way. there may it might delve into why that troll we see has that armor on. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on to other thoughts we saw in it. Uh, the trailer, the initial trailers we saw looked really dark and mysterious. It's talking about the the kind of the potential evil that's occurring in the game. This trailer definitely had a lot more lightheartedness, which is fun to see. Some of the weird, quirky, wizarding world that you get from the movies. That lighthearted. These are kids at school. Like, of course it's going to be goofy at times. Of course they're going to play pranks and blow up toilets or, as Fred and George tried mm-hmm. uh, threaten doing, sending a toilet seat to their sister. It looks like there's going to be a little bit more of that that jolliness. That's what game. I'm going to do. If I can, I'm blowing up the toilet, man. Toilet. Uh, but, uh, and this, this led on to one of the things Odin commented. Do you remember what you commented when you were watching this? About that kind of juvenile fun? in a boarding kind of school setting. It was around Dumbledore. And that you hope that oh, you see him. Yeah, I wonder if Dumbledore's around there. Because I believe, from the what I've le- listened and learned about, is that potentially Dumbledore could be at school around this time. Potentially. And what did you want to see him do? Burn his, um, uh, curtain things over his bed, his yeah. drapes. Because he said in one of the one of the books, um, when he's in the dormitory with Harry, mm. that he, he burnt them. Yep. On yeah. accident, of course. But um, I thought that would be kind of, that would be a fun little Easter egg to be able to experience or hear about within the game. That if you're cool. in Gryffindor, which you will be. I'm going to be in Ravenclaw, because I'm a smart boy. And that leads us on to the next thing. Um, it's pretty sure it's been confirmed that you will be able to choose your house. I think it makes sense, because you can create a character... You would have something in mind. Like, you'd create a character who would fit the role of being in a certain house. Yep. Um, I guess... Does that break the law of the whole sorting hat, do you think? No, because um, Harry Potter discovered that if you ask it to be in a house, basically... It takes your it, choice into consideration. It will take your choice into consideration. Good. Oh, that was a test, by the way. It was? <laughs> okay. Uh, also, I wonder what it would be like if they did it so... I don't think any developer would do this, but imagine if you got, you'd got made a character and it just... It was like a dice roll. And you were like, no, nah, you're in Slytherin in this playthrough. Yeah. Nah. I think a lot of people would be like, I don't want to... Um, I think... But, but that would also be cool as a concept that you would... Being, you'd be kind of encouraged to roleplay a different way. Yeah, but it also could be you make a character that looks like devious and like you're up to something, and, and you, then you'll get put in Hufflepuff when um I, you're like, I should be in Slytherin. Who said Hufflepuffs couldn't be naughty? 
<laughs> uh, oh, I suppose my sister's in Hufflepuff. What about the... We should have talked about the goblins, actually. We mentioned them already. What did the, I found that they looked very orcish. Uh, Lord of the Rings orc. Like, the, the, they didn't look like the goblins, which looked nasty in the movies. There's a little bit of an edge to them. They had a little bit of a violent streak look about them. But they also were a little bit more fantastical. Whereas these goblins looked like the orcs that were going to call out, Meat's back on the menu, boys! No, that was the Uruguayans. Yeah. It looks, it lo- they look more violent. And I know orc goblins can be violent in the history of the, in the wizarding world. But, yeah, they just, I don't know. It didn't look quite right. But, but maybe because that's my perception. I don't think that's a bad thing. Because I think I want artists to try and take on their own thing. What did you think about it? Um, I don't remember what the goblins looked like much. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, what about some of the activities? The combat looked pretty cool. Yes, it'll be interesting because you can make potions. Uh, yeah, it, it it would be interesting the the combat. I think it it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it did. Uh, it looked pretty fast paced. Looked like there was a lot of variety and things you can do, and because there was potions you could use in the middle of battle, I believe. Yeah. It it seems like it's definitely gonna probably retroactively change the way combat works in the Harry Potter universe the wizarding world and I think that's uh, it kind of has to because it's a video game because you think about it like what spells do they use there's like three spells <laughs> yeah Stuvai Expelliarmus I can't think of another one like, the killing curse oh yeah yeah I was thinking of more uh, PG spells dad <laughs> and so but I'm okay with that. The other thing I was a bit hesitant about is that there's going to be, you can go off to herbology and you can grow plants, which then you can be used within your story. I'm not so sure I like the idea of time-based progression Although, activities. It leans too much to, I guess I don't like mobile games oh. and it felt a little bit like it was leaning that way. I hope it doesn't go that far. I think it'll be like five minutes go adventure for like five minutes and then you can come back to a potion. Yeah, if it's done right, it could be really cool and add to the the living world and the world making it feel like it's a living place. And that's what's so I've that's what intrigued me with Harry Potter when I watched the first movie is that the world was alive in the film. Like things were moving and all that. And so it could add to that in the video game. Uh, but I'm worried that they could potentially go for money grabs and have microtransactions. To if they do, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go slap them. Yeah, I'm we'll, suing them. We'll send the the cave troll after them with his armor. We'll send a me with armor. <laughs> Odin, knock the senses out of them. Well, yeah. Give me back I, my I hope they don't no microtransactions. Yeah, no. Oh, and I really hope it doesn't turn into a game. Uh, games as a service game i hope it sticks to being the full story experience that i can pay money for and experience it yeah and i don't think it's going that that route but i just i guess it better not yeah my concerns or else we're marching down the the headquarters i don't care where it is if it's in america or the uk or anywhere we're marching down we'll walk through the water hogwarts Legacy. Now, do we while we're talking about Harry Potter, do we want to talk about 
The Secrets of Dumbledore. Ah, uh, I am right. I have a. Th- it's Avalanche Software, is the developer, but the publisher is Warner Brothers. Well, that makes sense. But they did the Lord of the Rings games. Yep. The ones you like, Shadows of War and Shadows of Mordor. Yeah, okay. That's probably why the trolls. I should have thought about that sooner. Looks like that, yeah. And I don't even know why I had to look it up. I think I already knew that. That's that's maybe why. <laughs> because the developers have been involved with something similar. And that's why the goblins look more like orcs. And the trolls look more like Lord of the Rings trolls. Yeah. Anyway, let's get... Oh, did you like Secrets of Dumbledore? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I actually think I enjoyed it the most out of the three... Out of the three Fantastic Beasts movies. Stop giggling, man. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, it hasn't actually done super well. It's done okay in its first release weekend. But it's the worst starting weekend of all Harry Potter universe movies. And I think it's because the second one wasn't that great. The people didn't seem to like the second one. I actually don't remember much about the... I don't uh, remember much about any of them. I think I've only seen, like, one. And literally, one of the only scenes I remember is the dude with the briefcase. And he switched it to muggle mode while he was going through an airport or train station or something. Yep. We went to, like, it because... I think it was the boat. It was off the boat. um, Maybe. I don't know. We went to it because, like, was it, like, Yip or something? The, The... the oh, is that where we saw that? Yeah, I think so, and we were like directly in front of the thing, so I kind of just fell asleep. Oh, yeah, it's like the right. only time I've ever fallen asleep in a movie theater. Yeah, so I just anyway, couldn't watch it. I thought it was really good. I did feel like it kind of changes the Wizarding World. It made it a bigger place, and also made it kind of made me feel like the Voldemort story isn't as bad because he was literally just attacking the Ministry of Magic, which is just one small part of the Wizarding World. And maybe like think why why the heck aren't all these other wizarding organizations coming to their aid? Dumbledore in these movies have has built up relations with agents or um, auras from America, Europe, but they're not coming to the aid of of the Ministry of Magic. And so it it made it feel a little weird. But in all all in all, other than the fact that they weren't wearing wizarding clothes at all. Oh yeah, they like never was in clothes. Even in Hogwarts, Dumbledore was like, you know what? I'ma be normal. Well, yeah, what is even normal? Yeah, Ugh. it looks cool. Like it's a cool look he's got. Mm. But like you, you look back at the, the flashbacks of Dumbledore when he when he visits the Muggle world to visit Tom Riddle. In he orphanage. was still in random quirky stuff. Yeah, he still looked out of place. Because he's a wizard. He's quirky. Uh. And so I kind of, I kind of don't like the done that to retroactively change Dumbledore, who, to make him someone who fits in with the Muggle world, a little more. But anyway, that's a small nitpicky thing. It was a, it was a fun movie, and it's a shame it hasn't done as well, because I believe they're waiting to see how well this one does before they pull the trigger on the next, uh, next Fantastic Beasts movie. Bang. Exactly. 
No, I think they might. They might. They might not do any more. At least this wrapped up. This kind of wrapped up the trilogy to an extent. Oh no, it does open up for more, because Grindelwald isn't really reined in yet. But I don't think oh, that's the end of the yeah. world. His big ambition was reined in, but the main conflict which resolves his story with Dumbledore that we all know about in the books hasn't happened but I, I'm okay if that they don't end up going that way because we know what happens uh, yeah I just think that this story they took it too grand they took it too international and too grandiose on the Wizarding World stage if that makes sense I tr I'm not trying to get to too many I'm not trying to spoil anything for anybody but I recommend it it was a fun watch yeah yeah yeah. Alright, you got questions for me? Yeah, I got a bunch. A bunch. In which. What are you gonna do with all that bunch? <laughs> it's all that hunch. I know, but it rhymes a bunch. <laughs> In which 2016 game by Play Dead does the player take control of a red shirted boy in dystopian world? In a dystopian uh, world. Dystopian. Dystopian world. Uh, what, what year? 2016. A red-shirted boy. Yeah. It's the only clue you've got. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, inside. It was outside. No. <laughs> no, it was inside. That's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. I hated that game. Okay. In what year was the Game Boy co co Color released? Oh, Game Boy Color. Weird. 19. Am I wrong already? I can't be. You're not wrong. Nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety eight. Oh, so that late? Yeah. I was gonna actually say. I was hoping you would say nineteen ninety eight, and I was like nineteen ninety seven. Okay. I was actually gonna say eight, but I put, pulled it forward because I thought they might have got there. Because I played the links. When did I have the links? Oh, I guess the links was around that time. You have a fifty percent. You got a one out of two score. Which actor pr provided the voice and performance capture for the character of Monkey in the 2010 game Enslaved Odyssey to, Odyssey to the West? Oh my goodness. Um, Nolan? The hell is Nolan? <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> no, Andy Shirkins. Andy Circus. Yeah. Oh, I actually should remember that. He's the guy who plays Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> Gollum. That was a terrible Gollum voice. I used to do a good one. Okay. What? The, so you have one three. Tearing terrible. Released in two thousand and one, the large original Xbox controller went by what nickname? Big Bertha. I don't know. <laughs> It was sucked. I hated that Is controller. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I don't know. Duduk. That's too cool a name to call <laughs> that ugly, ridiculous controller. Like, you needed a table to play it on. Like, you couldn't <laughs> use two hands to hold it up. It was that heavy. And, like, you couldn't... You just gotta get strong, man. No, but, like, you couldn't even reach the buttons. You had to, like, use your elbows to hit, like, the X button and stuff. And it was so <laughs> stupid. It was as big as the console. It was such a dumb <laughs> controller. I'm just picturing this, and this looks stupid. <laughs> it's not that big. I'm exaggerating. But it, it was stupid. Oh, really? 
it, there was a reason why they bought out uh, a smaller version within a f like pretty quick time period. Okay. Um, what's that? One four. Oh yeah, I did terrible. Yeah, PT was a playable teaser for which cancelled video game? Silent Hills. Uh, oh yeah, we've already done that one, but I also know that answer. Okay. We've done that card. Okay. Well, what else are we going to talk about today, Odin? We'll cut. We can do another question at the end. Okay. Um, what have we been playing? I think we're going to stick to board games first and end with some Elder Ring chat because that is like noise. the only video game we've been playing. Yeah. For the most part. I've been playing Elden Ring, Warzone, a bit of Fortnite. And no one wants to hear about Fortnite. No one. I don't even play the actual Battle Royale because my game creeps crashing halfway through the game. They will just randomly crash. Stupid. Annoying. Fortnite. So we're going to talk about cardboard to start off with. We've got three new board games of recent. Two Only played. played two. So the yeah. one, we'll talk about the one we haven't played yet. We'll read through the rules a little bit. It is the Bloodborne board game. Uh, we got it for Odin's birthday four months ago. Yeah. We only got it last week. Well, it cancelled. You cancelled the order because it took forever. It got delayed. By you know what's like really ironic? What? That I picked it up for you on the Monday. I cancelled the order on the Monday. This is a week ago now. It would have arrived then, like this week. Well, no. Um, by Thursday or Friday, I it saw a sale. post from the from Game Kings. Look at us giving us them advertising for free, even though they let us down with the pre-order. That new arrivals have been have been received in stock, and Bloodborne was one of them. So they were they missed out by like three or four days, for for getting our order. Yeah. But they were too slow, Chicken Rango. It was like four months, so it was absurd. I know. Uh, and this other place already had it for a couple of weeks, they said, when I asked them. And so I should have been looking out for it. But we got Bloodborne, the board game, not just the card game. And, well, it's a funny thing, is it is a card game. There's no dice. It is all card-based, but it has miniatures and a tile map system. And it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So we look forward to reporting back on how that plays. What board game do you want to talk about, Odin? Dungeons and Dwayne. <laughs> Tiny Epic Dungeons. How is it? Pretty good. We're tiny. <laughs> so we, we kick-started this last year and it's arrived. Woo! Finally. And why don't you describe it and what's in the box? Uh, so Somehow, uh, if you know Tiny Epic, they're just like really small boxes, but they fit a huge—not huge, but like a decent-sized board game inside of it. Most of the times. Yeah, it's by being clever and using cards instead yeah. of boards and stuff like that. Um, and it's a dungeon-crawling game. So you go through, you slap goblins, uh, and then you fight mini bosses to unlock the main boss and you slap him and you're like woo we win i'm rich so it's a race against time there's a time tracker uh which also tracks and, and engages the enemies ai to, or the enemies to attack it is reasonably complicated there's lots of like finicky little rules but like the other tiny epic games once you learn them they kind of just happens and plays like real snappy it's like quite a snappy game it's complicated but once you know how it works it's not complicated and i, I know that's kind of everything in life <laughs> everything is complicated until you know it but these are the once you know it 
there's no really referring back to technical rules it's kind of just self-explanatory at that point it's like learning a language like once you understand it it just makes sense whereas other games i find nope still don't understand english english is so dumb it is pretty dumb it makes no sense well it makes some sense because you understand what i'm saying so it has to make some sense but you're right there are some quirks that make it really hard some quirky quirks but yeah, Tiny Epic Dungeons is, is a fun game. I'm really impressed with um, what they do. They're, they're not the most epic games. <laughs> they are the most epic games. Better than the name. But they're just, they're fun. They're reasonably quick to play. And they're easy to transport. And I, I really like them. The art style's fun. The gameplay's clever. Uh, and they pack a, quite a big punch for the size they come in. But on that, they've just announced their next game. Do you remember what that is? Hell yeah! Tiny Big Vikings. And um, yeah, unfortunately, that means we're going to have to get it. Because we love our Vikings. And we unfortunately, I am I'm a Viking. Being, I'm only being smart about that. I'm damn goads of them Vikings. So the, the Kickstarter game, we're giving free advertising to these people. Uh, the Kickstarter goes live on 10th of May, I believe. First Kickstarter. Go. Stay up till midnight. And I'll be keeping an eye on that and seeing how that goes or what the gameplay entails. And yeah, that's all I really know about it. I haven't looked at it too much yet. I'm kind of planning on looking at it this week. Uh, getting ready for the, the Kickstarter launch. And I'll be able to make a decision on whether or not we're going to back it. The yes. Other, the other board game, Cowboy Bebop. The board oh, game. yeah. We traveled through space. We did. Yeah. We've only had one kind of practice playthrough of it, and we were both really surprised how much we enjoyed it. Yeah, I was. I still haven't watched Cowboy Bebop. I was, um, dude that flies big ship most of the time. Yeah, can't remember. Was it like Blade or something? Oh, Spike. Spike. That's right. No, wait, Jet. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jet. I was Jet. Jet Black is his name. Serious Black. Yeah, like, I love Cowboy Bebop. It's a great uh, cartoon series. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Netflix. I picked up the board game on clearance for pretty cheap. And the game, you open it up and it's like, oh, there's not much to it. It didn't seem as exciting as I thought it would be. It's like five planets. But once you get playing, it's actually quite fun to manage. Like it's it's like a resource management game while like trying my to favorite style of game. Yeah, while trying to un- uncover secrets or not secrets. Well, yeah, trying to achieve quests for the characters, which are pulled from the the cartoon directly. And it was actually quite fun, like collecting bounties and some of the quirks and the the the, the cards were fun. Like, it had the characters from the game, the, the, sorry, the cartoon. It had, but then, it, like, you when you get a bounty, it has a reward. It's like, of like, fit, like $5 million or something, and then it's, like, uh, minus expenses. I see you get, like, 6000 6000 <laughs> It's like, Woolongs. Woolongs. Woo, and, and, that's, and that's reference to the, the cartoon, how they're always blowing up stuff when they, when they catch bounties. And so they never end up with that much money. But also means it fits into the game currency. Like, it's trying not to make it, like, too crazy. 
you've got three top forms of currency you've got money fuel and food money. if you run out of food game over if you run out of fuel you can't fly uh, oh, no. if you run out of money you can't buy fuel or food <laughs> oh no and so you can trade food for uh, you can trade money for food or fuel and so it's all about that managing things and using abilities your characters have to find hints and clues where to catch bounties and it was actually surprisingly fun like i was both of us i think were kind of like uh we'll give it a go even though we had bought it we're like we weren't too excited oh yeah i was kind of like do i really i can't be bothered to play this but we got into it and we really enjoyed it i think we ended up staying up late to kind of finish off because we were enjoying it so much yeah can't believe you got cool any uh anything else we want to cover off Nah. I guess we dive into our Elden Ring. This is going to be a bit of a spoiler. So section. turn away now. If you we, we won't get... go too... The lore is pretty hard to spoil because it's so convoluted. Mm. But we're going to get into spoilers. We're going to get into some in-game chat. If you're really concerned, you can you can switch off. We will excuse Please. you. You have our permission to ex- exit the podcast starting now. <laughs> Elden Ring. We finished it. Odin and I, I got the platinum. Odin's unfortunately, uh, he chose a path through one of the NPCs that led, uh, made, made that he skipped the boss. And yeah. It's a secret boss. It's like a side secret boss, so it's not the main boss he missed. Except it wasn't that secret because it was a trophy hunt. Well, yeah. It was probably a hidden trophy, so you still It was see it. a hidden trophy. So he's one trophy off, so he's got to go through New Game Plus. Uh, we managed to do. That because I did that boss, I got four endings in my first playthrough, and Odin managed to do three endings in his first playthrough, didn't you? Nope, this is by cheating, um, because we... Well, no, we had access to those three, that's what I'm trying to say, like... Well, yes. Because potentially, you could have access to all, I think you can actually access to all six, or all five, you can never have all six, because the Frenzy Flame ending removes the option for any other one. Although you still have that option, it's just if yes. you... But no, yeah, you're right. You'd have to remove the Frenzy Flames. You can't ever have all six available at the end of the game. Oh yeah, you can't be in the end room and have all of the options right there. Yeah. But you can still have them open. Yes, because you can... They, it's kind of cool that they do that. The Frenzy Flamed ending, they don't lock it out. Uh, Completely. You can access it right up to the end of the game, even after you've finished the main, killed the main boss. You still can go back and talk to, it's not really an NPC, a being, a thing, the three fingers. For those who don't yeah. know, who are listening, who don't care about spoilers and haven't played Elden Ring, it's very, there's, there's a big theme running through this game about fingers. And I don't know why, I guess maybe because it's talking about Ring, Elden Ring, fingers, wear rings, I don't know. <laughs> And or it's just that people have something about things fingers. No, they lost their fingers, um, from all the coding, and they lost. <laughs> they got the lost into the game. That's how it worked. Oh, okay. They were tape typing so many buttons, they fell off and fell into the game. Yeah, they got sucked into the 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 USB drive and. Yeah, that's how it works. And yeah, anyway, so there's a a, a it's kind of a deity. It's kind of like a sacred being but it's just like a hand that only has two fingers 
and they you could talk. And they to look like really a, dead. A crow. Yeah, they like decrepit fingers. Because of the coder's a... fingers from <laughs> yeah. typing so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could talk to like this old hag lady who will speak for the fingers. Fingerinning crones. Yeah, but that said, like, they don't really tell you much, do they? The fingers? Like, oh, death is entailed. You're gonna die. Yeah, they're very, they're very. You're eager. gonna become Elven Lord. <laughs> like, I already know that. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, but there is a secret... Not funny. I'm hilarious. A secret three-fingered deity thing <gasps> in the game that instigates the frenzied flame ending. I don't know what it means. It basically just means the world goes burns in a frenzied flame. But other than that, that was like kind of the weirdest ending. Your head turns into a giant ball of fire. Yeah, but it was real comical looking. It kind of... You were like It looked like you were Ghost Rider if the Ghost Rider didn't have a skull. No, it looked kinda like Sauron's eye. I, yes, in the that's sky. what it is. Yeah, it's it's iron. But that was um, your head. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so there's a there's a bunch of endings, uh some that are harder to get. Uh four of the endings are just considered the Elden Lord trophy, so any four of those would give you the Elden Lord trophy. Uh but there's variations on those. Oh, is that the other? Yeah, so there's... we've got two of those, yeah, but then the base, there are the other. There's one. another two that gives you. Yeah, and then there's. Oh, really? Then there's the one I got, which was the um, deathbed maiden ending. That sounds. Oh, that doesn't. Okay. And then there's a golden order ending, and then there's a dung eater ending. <laughs> See, I thought the dung eater ending just every everyone dies, so there's no Elden Lord because you're dead. No, I think it's everyone just dwells in. Uh, in misery, and I was close to getting it, but there's the dung eater NPC, and he uh, he kills another NPC, um, and then you stop him, and then I figured I don't want him to continue killing other people, so I'm gonna kill him, and that was a bad idea in the end because that blocked me from actually progressing his story. I killed him before that, I think. Yeah, but the dung. I don't eater... think he was gonna kill anybody else. Wasn't no, he tied up? I think yeah, he stays tied up. But he's a, it's a weird one uh, that all these different endings they don't really change much from what I can tell. Like the the two that I've done, they were just they were almost identical except for like a, a Instagram filter color change over the top of it and a slight variation in the dialogue. Uh, one was the fractured world, and one was um, I can't remember now. <laughs> the death world. But it wasn't that doesn't sound that negative. The death one. Like, it was kind of weird. It felt, like, somewhat positive. But the most... But, yeah, what what's some kind of cool stuff that... In-game... Oh, before I forget, what I wanted to talk about is... I've started a new game plus, and what I think is really cool user-friendly addition is that they've actually left you with the full map, even in new game plus, with all the key locations you've found on the map already there. Yeah. No, you can't go to warp points. No Obviously, warp points. you just warp to the boss. Yeah, final boss. Warp well, to the final boss, yay! But I think it's kind of useful that they give you that map and that knowledge is still there. Which no is kind of cool. Uh But they do take other key items. So, like the Dung Eater NPC, I'm going to have to go right through his questline to all these side areas just that to get sense. them all. 
It would oh, be... yeah, but I wish I'd kept the extra two or that I got after in the key items that finish off his quest line because that would have made it easier this time. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so 100% love Elden Ring. Oh, that's amazing. Except a couple of bosses. Or not even bosses. They were frustrating at the time, but they're still kind of cool in their own right. It's they look cool. Enemies. They were cool. They just kind of sucked. Just a few enemies, like normal enemies. <laughs> the giant bears... The giant bears aren't terrible. Oh no, some of the in-game ones are stupid. Okay. So like, they do more damage than the bosses, and they have more hit points than some of the bosses. To be fair, some of the bosses are kind of weak. Yeah, but they make them weak because they hit so hard. Yeah. Like, uh... These guys are like tanks. Like the black... The and black... not just in the health sense, they shoot giant cannibals. <laughs> but what's your favourite part of Elden Ring? Honestly, being able to turn into a giant moon and shoot it at people. That is a cool spell. <laughs> oh, the animation for it's really cool. I'm like, woo! You kind of float up like that. And then I, I, yeah, I like fly up into the sky, curl up into a ball, a moon appears around me, a cold, dark moon, because I'm using Rani's instead of Renala's. Um, and so it's ice. And then I just shoot it at people and I float back down. Yeah, it's really cool, and I, I've got. You a, got like a sun version, except you don't float up into the air and just, turn into a ball. Yeah, it does. You like just a, go Wah! boom. Yeah, it does a spirit bomb technique, but it moves too slow and it doesn't go very far. It's like similar speeds to nah. mine. Yeah, no, but your moon goes further; like it has a longer reach. Yeah, I suppose. My sun, like, if you're casting in the distance, it goes. The enemy's just going to get you before it gets to them. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the sun. What I do like is my light, my lightning, great thrusting sword, that I got from fighting one of the legendary dragons. Its ability is awesome. You turn mm. into a storm cloud, which is cracking with red lightning. Oh yeah. Hover towards an enemy and then slam down with a, a lightning, th- uh, cl- thunderclap. See my magic abilities like. Um, my special abilities on the weapons weren't actually as cool as some of those. Like, you don't... Mine were kind of like a katana that did a quick slash magical one. And I kind of... My other one kind of jumped up to the air and sliced my halberd around a bit. You did like a cool... With magical uh, on the jump tip. Jump spin with your halberd. Well, you, you turn into a magic lightning cloud and launch it, people. You still take damage in that. Uh, but still... Of... But the, what I like about that one, a lot of the other abilities, uh, you got hit during your your Ashes of War. Oh, for those who don't know, uh, the what we're talking about is each weapon has a special ability, and they start off very basic and tame for the average weapon. Sometimes like you can a change quick slash, them. or a or a jumping hit, or a triple. Po- you know, just kind of your normal average weapons, but faster attacks. But when you get to the unique legendary weapons, they start having their own unique superpowers uh, and moving into the more magical realm. And so, yeah, my giant thrusting spear, uh, not spear, it was a sword, it's actually a cast as a sword still. Yeah, has a, the lightning storm. Whereas, yeah, a lot of these other special abilities, what I was saying is they, you got to do them and you get hit and it stops you. You, it, you just don't do it. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. Whereas this Lightning Storm 1, it seems to continue. It, you might take the damage and it might put you at risk, but 
it will still follow through. And that's why I think I like it. It's really slow when it comes down to it. And it often will miss if things are moving quickly. But if you time it right, it does some good damage. Yeah. I mean, that quick slash does decent damage, and so does the other one. It's just, they're not as cool as turning into a giant lightning cloud, or a small lightning cloud. Well, we, might, we should have a look at some, see what other magic uh, elemental, there must be some cool elemental or magic. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, the, the weapon dashes. looks cool. Like, the katana looks pretty cool. You do have that magic quick draw, which is pretty cool. It's great for PvP at times. Like, yeah. when we were fighting, this was like mid-game kind of thing. Um, We dueled. And I was, you. well, yeah, I was running away. This was before I had the Hellbird thing. I was running away, and then you were following, and I quickly turn around, quick, um, put it in my thing and my sword in my holster, and do the quick slash before you have time to react. Yeah, no, you did that real. That was real um, slick. And and I then think you we talked about that last time. So don't brag. Possibly. Twice. Don't brag. Twice. I like bragging twice. No, it's fun. It's unfair. It's fun. <laughs> I'm always gonna brag about how I smashed you in duel. So. We had what what the final boss was a little tough, but it wasn't really that bad when you can't, when you think about it. We probably only tried for like an hour, maybe a little bit more. I did it before you. Like I did it twice before you. But you did it. Yeah. I can't remember. I did help you with it in the end, didn't I? Yes. I do find that the helping makes. I think especially in this game makes the bosses to like wait. They've always in the Souls games. They've always they've always got a buff to their hit points, and a buff to their um, defense and potentially their damage. I feel like the the fine line has gone over onto the bosses' advantage in Elden Ring. I find I haven't helped that many people, but I have found that it seems very hard to survive, especially with the reduced. If I'm helping someone, re the reduced healing items that you're allowed to use in in a the support role makes it very hard to survive some of these bosses. Mm, and the yeah. extra HP they get, they just take so much longer, but they're still doing the same damage, if not more. I haven't tested it. I'm not 100% sure about their damage. I think like, they do the same damage. I think damage. it might be a same damage, do you reckon? I think so. I thought there might be a slight increase, but I may mm. be wrong. Uh, it makes the, these bosses really hard in co-op. Whereas they always did get a buff in the previous Souls games, but it still felt more you're at an advantage. Yeah. Still, even with the extra HP. And just they do that. I understand why they do it. They do it so it's not just a cakewalk and you're just going, meh, boss dead. Yeah. But I think what. This one one's a bit key, too hard. One of the key things that they changed previously in Soul games, I found that it was hard sometimes for the boss because the timing, because they weren't swinging at you and you might get clipped. This, I find the bosses can switch too quickly oh, mid yeah. attack. Like some of the bosses, they'll be like up and they're floating in the air and they'll be like, whoa! And you attack them and be like, whoa! Behind them. Yeah, they'll switch direction and that can make it very hard to, to dodge and avoid. Plus, they have way more types of attack. These these bosses are a lot more dynamic and a lot smarter than they ever were in the previous Souls games. And so I think that puts the edge on the boss's side. And so whenever I have helped people, I think you're better off to do it by yourself, to be honest. Sometimes. I think if it's a dual boss, definitely two people helps because then you can distract. You can split them up. 
you're not getting tag team. It's not like step, 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 you're dead. Yeah, I think the... You got skewered by two people. Well, I know we caught a little bit. I think I... Overall, you probably helped me with maybe... I think for each other, maybe two, three bosses. There weren't that many bosses we helped each other. I think, oh, no, I'm excluding the ones we did just because they were easy bosses in a in a cave and we're like, let's just do it for funsies. Don't look at me like that. A lot more than two or three. Even no. with those just easy bosses, let's do it for funsies. I can think of at least, like, four or five bosses. Ooh. Well, there's that, those two, wasn't there, like, two big pumpkin head guys at one point? Maybe it was just the one. Um, no, there was, yeah, there was the two. And then there was, like, Multiple yeah, times there those was... Were, those were just like random boss fights that it's not worth butting your head against. So it wasn't that there wasn't doable, it was more just like, oh, let's just do it together because we're both here. No, I think some of these were, we were struggling with but them. Anyway. And then there was I'm also... Main, I'm talking about main bosses. I honest. can think of it. Okay, some... name them Okay. Then. <laughs> well, there was the final boss. I did it myself. You helped me, though. I'm talking about me. I said, well, okay. I got... I did it. Um, didn't we help each other with those two gargoyles in the underground place? That would be the only one I can think. I don't know if I would have been able to do them. Did those I gargoyles hit very hard, and... Did I help you with, with Renala? No. No? You're so stubborn as well. Yeah. It's really hard to help you, because you're stubborn. That's what I'm stubborn. saying. Yeah. <laughs> but there are... There, but there... If, it, if you're talking about main bosses, yes, there are only a few... But if you're talking about other side bosses that we also struggled with, there is a bit more you. Well, even on my side, side bosses, there's probably only a couple that I was like, I'm not going to do this by myself, I can't be bothered. It's just easy to pull you in. Yeah. And I think you're right, the pumpkin head guys, because it's such a tight, small room, and I think we're underleveled for that area. And that would be one of the only optional bosses that I needed help with at that time. A lot of the cat ones. I don't think you ever helped me with... Or maybe one of the cat ones. I think multiple, that. No one knows what we're talking about. No one's played Elden Ring. They have no idea what we're talking about. Because there was the... um, Well, the first ever cat one that we found came across. But I'm pretty sure there are a couple of others. Yeah, no, others I was going to get you to help me, one. but I ended up doing it myself. They were, it's annoying. Okay. But there a lot of the two or three ones. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of the two or three crystal ones. No, I did those myself. I thought there was one that I helped you with. But again, I think, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember the point I was trying to make. I think it was that the helping sometimes makes it too hard or, or harder. Yeah. And I think it tips in the scale of the boss more than anything else. I think it does, yeah. Except for those multi ones, which would be extremely hard to take on yourself. Almost impossible. It's definitely doable. I think those gargoyles are quite in game and I think we were doing it mid game. Yeah. So I think I if, just realized something. If I went back, I think I'd go do it myself now. Yeah. Um You know how there are people that like are doing the game without getting hits or without oh, leveling. Them. They, no, they just I go away. I understand how they're doing it. They're sitting at a corner while they summon in three other friends. No, no, no. All, <laughs> all these no hit ones and stuff. They're like no summons, no blocking. No, they do. Yeah, but what if we did it stuff. and we just don't say that we're not summoning, and then we just don't 
Um, because there's videos. And we don't show the videos where you can see other players. And we summon in like three players and they just do all the fighting while I'm sitting in a corner being naked. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not how it works. Yeah, it is. But the people who do it without being hit, they can just go away. It's just, it, it is so frustrating knowing that like a boss has given us nothing but trouble and then some jerk comes along and is like, I didn't even get hit. I'm like, yeah, go away. <laughs> well, especially if they're doing it, like first try, no, no dying, no getting hit. Yeah, these people are like... I mean, to be fair, if you're first level, you can't get hit without dying. And stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, but they, these guys are doing it, and they're practicing these bosses over and over. It wouldn't be; it'd be their like hundredth attempt. Uh, where the where they um where they do it, where they're pulling it off. The one that impressed me, I saw someone uh, in a the samurai outfit, and they're using the wakasashi, the small samurai yeah. sword, the side sword. Oh yeah, and they parried. Perry, yeah, and they parried, uh, Melina. Melina was a tough boss. So Melina's the boss that you see in a lot of the promotional. It's the golden helmet. We've got a statue There's of her. It's a statue that came with the, the collector's edition. It's got a gold uh, brass prosthetic arm. The interesting thing is that you could straight up miss that boss completely. Yeah, she's a side boss. I know, that's why I find and it fascinating. It's, it's interesting that yeah, they use that for the the main kind of... promotional. The promotional thing. When, you <laughs> when somebody could have been like... I got this statue of this random lady, and I've never met them before. <laughs> that probably will happen. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to that. Remind me to talk about that point. That's one of the things I like about From Software. But Melania is is a end boss optional. Her area feels more like DLC from previous games because mm. the, the the difficulty is notched up to eleven compared to the main path. Of the story, like if you go to the uh, Azula, the kind of the last dungeon area, that's easier than the enemies don't hit as hard as they do, and and um and the the hell Hel tree. You agree? I kind of think so. Yeah, you're right. Not you're right. a lot of the foot soldiers are like, I'd be too shitting them. You, yeah, but they 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 are holy guys. Maybe that's part of the problem. Is that? I suppose, oh, yeah. Also, also in reference still, to that, I'm I thinking about the souls you reward you get for them as well. Oh, uh, well, yeah. You I got like a good... twice as many souls. Oh, uh, yeah. That's like a great farming place. That's realize. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why it feels more like DS DLC, the soul, or the, not sorry, the rooms, rooms. in this game are uh, being notched up. And also, I think the difficulty in that area, like, maybe not those knights. Not the, like, foot but soldiers. You're They're really magic, weak. So they might be uh, weaker yes, to you. I suppose. They are a lot weaker to me. To magic because I I'm also using my quick slash and like just like absolutely them. pretty well, much. Getting at, uh, Melania is the boss in this area. Uh, she's flipping cool looking. It's awesome kind of lore behind it. Uh, basically, actually, she just her parents split up. There's a gods. It's kind of like Greek mythology. It's messed up and weird. Split up her mum or dad or both. I don't know. Had other children, so they were half siblings. And they don't, and she went to war with her half brother, Radan. And that's kind of the big battle that took place in this lands between. And she was born with rot, scarlet rotter, which is a a poison in the side of this game mythology, and that's why she stopped prosthetics because she's lost her limb, most of her limbs. Yeah, she got like one leg and a foot. Half a leg, yeah, half your yeah, foot, yeah. So she's like got... half down, 
and then a whole left leg. That's prosthetic. And then she's right also arm. got her right, yeah, her right arm is prosthetic. Anyway, uh, she's a cool boss, but she heals as she hits you. And boy, was that a hard fight. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's it's basically like a DPS. You just got to try and rush rush the, the health bar down before she gets you down. So we use blood and ice. Anyway, I was saying about I was saying about that guy. I saw it. Yeah, he parried, and I didn't even know you could put parry on on a dagger. I should have thought about it, and that was a cool. And he parried her and made it look super easy. But anyway, Outer Ring is great. I don't know what else we really can say about the end um the endings. I don't want to talk too much about it. It's a great game. Yeah. What I do want to say about From Software about their thing, you talk about getting the statue with the game, and you fix on finishing it and missing that whole side area. Like what? But I love that From Software will. Most developers, they want you to see every little inch of the game that they've made. They make it so you're like, oh, look at me, this is it, and or there's menus where you can have to go find stuff. From Software will make something. And just not tell anyone about it. <laughs> They'll give you a statue of a character that you may never see. <laughs> and so I love that. The, that that trusting you as a player to find where she is. Yeah. Although... And I think that's cool mentality to some have. Some of the other... You've got multiple statues of uh, from software games. You've got Sekiro, um Dark Souls 1. It starts from Dark Souls 2. And Dark Souls 3, Sekiro, and then um, Elden Ring. There's no Bloodborne statue that came with the game. I and thought that was Dark Souls 1. No, it's Dark Souls 2. Yeah, it's okay. when they brought in dual wielding. Um, and that's not, a, that's, not a, that's not a character. That's actually the, the main playable character. Yeah, I know. And it's one of the armor sets. That's what I was... Because, oh, is that... Is that one from Dark Souls 3? Is that a playable character? Uh, it's kind of a weird one. He's the final boss of Dark Souls 3, and he's mm. supposed to be, the way I remember the lore, is he's supposed to be one of the lords um, who, who uh, the, one of the lords, um, lords of Cinder. Like Gwyn? Yeah. The, 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 ah. When you take over from Gwyn, so he's kind of the, he's a player who won Dark Souls 1, and that's the way I interpret That's it. me! <laughs> yeah. You got burnt, but that's me. No, getting burnt is winning. The Lord's of Cinder is you take you sitting down and, and fueling the fire. But I thought you died. Well, I became the Dark Lord, so. Oh, then you literally start the game. Well, and I don't know. Again, I haven't played Dark Souls 3 in a while, and I'm not as familiar with the lore of it. But what I remember, you are Ashen. You're not um, chosen undead like in Dark Souls 1. Who knows in Dark Souls 2? <laughs> but Dark Souls 3, you are Ashen. And the way I interpreted the lore is that you were a, you were a chosen undead who failed <laughs> in Dark Souls 1. What it, so what I liked about it is that it implied a lot of people played Dark Souls 1 and then bounced off it and stopped playing. And never oh, were they making was so from those, software was making fun of those people? Oh, I think so. That's what that's my interpretation. I maybe like <laughs> so. Dark Souls three. You're one of those people who failed to become a, become a Not Lord me. of Cinder. Oh, I became a Dark Lord. 
Well, no, you finished the game. That's what. Yeah. And so you're, this is your redemption. You're coming back as an Ashen to come back and and try and fix the problems that are in this world. The cycle in the cycle of of um of fire. And so the final boss is one of the players who became a Lord of Cinder. And so that boss You there, find a Dark Lord. That 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 player there. Well no, it's, the lore is that I think the, the lore is that it's a cycle. So you might go through a cycle of, of the Dark Lord and then the Lord the 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 Age of Fire comes back. And oh. then and then it could be Age of Fire cycling through through it basically endless cycle of dark fire, dark fire 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 dark 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 like over and over again in different orders the final boss of dark souls 3 he checked the whole point of him he looks like a knight there and he's got his swords but the actual in the fight itself he changes weapons like really quickly he'll switch to magic user he'll switch to like a spear he'll switch to great sword i think great sword he'll switch to dual wielding and the idea he represents what different builds that people would play as yeah. So like a kind of like a nutshell of uh playable builds you would go through in in in, in a a playthrough of Dark Souls. And I I like that as a concept. It was a kind of a dud boss in a lot of ways cuz there's no real it, it was a shell. But I love the concept that he represented those who succeeded in Dark Souls 1. Yeah. And for me that was phenomenal. I just had issues with Dark Souls 3 it was a little bit clunky and some of the not the design but some of the the bosses were just super huge hit points and that's what i liked about Elden, Elden, um, Elden ring is that the hard bosses didn't have crazy hit points they were usually reasonably decent hit points that you could chunk damage but you had to still be good and they were fast whereas dark souls 3 they were like 10 15 minute boss fights and you're just exhausted by the end of it from trying to chip damage these bosses, especially the DLC, they were crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, way big tangent. Yeah, this wasn't the po- the point I was trying to make. I love is that um that most of the other games haven't had. Well, I was gonna say bosses as statues, but that's clearly been made wrong. Um, but like main boss, uh, they haven't had side bosses at least. Well, there's only four. That have done it with so well yeah, but the rest has either you, been a main the, character or a main boss. boss, or but this one was like a side boss that you could literally miss yeah, yeah. and you could never see them ever. Yeah, I know, and I get what you're saying, but you know what I'm, you know, that's understood why I explained earlier yeah. about how From Software will do that, and you might never not learn about her if you if you weren't paying attention in the game and you rushed through, you'd miss her area completely. Yeah. And I like that in their mentality. They want you to use your brain. They don't What's want... brain? Exactly. <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap it up. This has gone on a while. I've had fun chatting. Have you had fun chatting? Yeah. And what kind of chat is this? Um, never dying yeah. stuff. <laughs> got our, that's literally our name of our podcast, and you got it wrong. <laughs> you're supposed to like, you're, there's supposed to be a smooth transition to the undying chat. Thanks for listening. And you fudged it. <laughs> Fudged it hard. That's how we do it here at the Undying Chat. Where the chat never dies. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, hit us some good positive reviews. And keep on listening for the next episode. Bye.